Good morning. Welcome this Saturday morning to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We are continuing this morning on our study of the name of Jesus and the power and the authority that have been vested in that name. And part of the understanding that we are to have of the name of Jesus is that it needs a voice. It's one thing to have it printed on paper, but it's another thing to actually speak that name out. And according to the scripture, starting in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 3, this is what it says, and most of us are familiar with this teaching of Jesus, but let's look at it and understand it in the light of God wanting His voice to be not only heard, but understood and obeyed. From the very beginning when he spoke, he created the heavens and the earth. And ever since then, he has been speaking as far as man is concerned. But man is not listening. But when Jesus was sent here on earth by the Father, he was the Logos. He was God's plan, but he was also God's entire purpose for man. Jesus as a representative of heaven, representing the heavenly Father, manifested the Father's name and did everything that the Father showed him, made the miracles, did all the things that he did. And Jesus went to the cross, paid the price for us, was buried, resurrected again, and then he was exalted to a very high position, the highest above all. And he was given the highest name so that At the mention of his name now, the delegated authority had been given to the church, to the body of Christ, and we are to speak forth that name with our voice. So it says, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, the voice of the shepherd. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and he leadeth them out. Verse 4, And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. This is the second verse, and it's the second time that his voice is mentioned. In chapter 10, verse 5, A stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Notice, not one stranger, but many strangers. So when Adam heard the voice of God in the garden, he hid himself because he was afraid. And also because he was naked and hid himself. And when God asked him, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree whereof I commanded you that you shouldn't eat? And Adam said, Because thou hast hearkened, I mean, God said unto Adam, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of your life. So here now we, we, we did a little scenario scenario yesterday of how the serpent hearkened to Satan's voice and then Eve hearkened unto the voice of 
the serpent and Adam hearkened unto the voice of the woman, even though God's voice was the only voice that was to be heard and understood. The scripture says, and we get a little understanding from the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verse 10, talking about Cain and Abel. <clears throat> and he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me <coughs> from the ground. Notice, even though Cain had sl- slain Abel, The voice of Abel's blood. All his descendants that were never going to be because he was cut off. His voice was crying out. The scripture says in Genesis 4.26. And to Seth, to him also, there was born a son and he called his name Enos. And it's at this point at the end of chapter 4 of Genesis that men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Interesting, because the prophecies of Joel and what Peter taught in the New Testament in the book of Acts, that whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord, whosoever calleth. So all those that call upon God, Through Christ, their prayer is answered when it comes to being born again and salvation. So we see a parallel here. It says in chapter 6 and verse 5, the condition of man's heart and his mind, his understanding. And God saw saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And verse 11, And the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Verse 12, And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And chapter 11 of Genesis, verse 1, And the whole earth was of one language and is of one speech. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. For they have all become, for they have all one language, and this they begin to do now, and nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Wherein in past times we walked according to the course of this world, the cosmos. We walked according to the prince of the power of the air. The power there is the authority of the air. The spirit that now, not did, but now works in the children of disobedience. Verse 3, it says, Among whom also we all had our behavior in past time, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So our mind and our flesh dictated what and how we should behave and live. But once we come to Christ, we are told that we must be renewed in our mind, be renewed in the spirit of our mind. 
that we must have the word of God engrafted into our very soul and thereby be saved, at least the soul saved. Now, let's look at this. In Romans chapter 12, in verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world. In this case, it's not the word cosmos, but it's the word age. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed, metamorphosed, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Notice the three things that are mentioned. Our mind has to be, it must be renewed in order to distinguish between what the devil is throwing at us and what the Spirit of God is trying to get our attention, arrest our attention to know what it is that he wants to teach us. So it's important because then we'll be able to distinguish that it's not only the good and acceptable, but it's also the perfect will of God for our lives. Now the reasoning behind this according to Romans 12, 3, is, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly. Notice the word, think of himself more highly, as he ought to think. But to think soberly. Notice three times the word think is used here. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. The importance of that lies in the fact that a lot of times we want to go beyond our faith, beyond our ability that God has given us through faith, and we are actually violating God's word because we're not at that level yet. So everyone according to the measure of faith that has been dealt to him. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Now here once again we go back to our thinking and reasoning abilities. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but of power and love and discipline. Another translation says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Or another translation says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of strength and love and temperance. James 1.22 Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superficiality of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Now this is not talking about our salvation but it's talking about delivering our mind and our understanding, our emotions, and our way of thinking from the captivity and from the bondages that we were in and can get ourselves into, even as Christians, without realizing it through the deception of the enemy. Another translation says, Therefore, having put aside all filthiness... <clears throat> And abundance of evil, in gentleness receive the implanted word. The one being able to deliver your souls. Another translation says, Therefore having rid yourselves of all filthiness and all the abounding of wickedness around you, then in meekness except for yourselves 
the implanted word which is able to save your lives. Another translation says, For this reason, putting away all dirty behavior and the overweight of evil, take into your souls without pride the word which is being planted there. It's able to give you salvation, deliverance. Another translation says, You must stop doing anything immoral or evil. Instead, be humble and accept the the message that is planted in you to save you. And that is how we were born again, by hearing the word of God. It was planted in us. We were born again. It's that same word that renews our mind and brings understanding to our lives and changes and transforms us. It's important to understand that we need to get the Word of God in us, in all of these things. Now, it says in the book, in the book of John, chapter 7, verse 15, here's one of the reasons why this is going to be important. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letter, never having learned? And Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine, my doctrine, my teaching, the things that you're learning of me, they are not of man. It's not mine, but it is of him that sent me. So from here, we can understand that the scripture shows us that Jesus was saying, that which I teach you, that which you hear from me is not my own, but the one that sent me. It says in verse 17, if any man will do his will, God's will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether it be that I speak of myself. And here is the issue, here lies the the reasoning behind it, that in the days that we live in, there are many doctrines of devils. There are many influences of the spirit of darkness, and people have basically sometimes just done that which is right in their own eyes, aside from what God says in His Word. They make the rules up as each day goes by, giving no consideration to what God has said. In John seven eighteen, it says, He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that seeketh God's glory that sent him, the same is true. And there is no unrighteousness in him. And God gave Jesus the tongue of the learned. That he should know how to say a word in season to him that is weary. And he said, he wakeneth morning by morning. He wakens my ear as the ear to hear as the learned. And when he had his ears open, he was not rebellious, neither turned his back. But according to the book of Revelation, he that has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit says unto the churches, and to him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of paradise. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Consider that food for thought and for the imagination. Amen.